Hey authors, welcome back to another podcast episode. My name is Daria White. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're listening on our other platforms, thank you so much. But for those of you that are watching via Spotify or YouTube, you get the benefit of a video. So if you're listening, go watch the video on Spotify or here on YouTube, because we're going to be talking about the six ways on how you can finish your first draft. Okay, so if you are seeking to finish your first draft and you want to get it done sooner than later, then this video is something that can definitely help you with that, especially if you're brand new, or let's say you have some experience under your belt, but you're looking for a better game plan to tackle your first draft. So these are the six ways that have helped me. So I hope that they are encouraging to you. There's a lot of ways that you can tackle this. There's so much writing advice out there, but we are going to deal with my top six ways. Okay, so I'm going to list them all out first, and then we're going to break them down one by one. So the first is plan. Discover your time pockets. Embrace your writer rhythm. Write. <laughs> Keep going and have fun. So if you feel like, okay, wait a minute, what were those again? We're going to go through all of them and I'm even going to type them out for you. So if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to follow this podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow us there. And I am helping authors all over the world learn how to do this so they can write more words in less time, discover their unique writing rhythm, and in turn, they can finish their first draft and be that much closer to finishing their book. So the first tip is plan. Now, some of you may be more of a planner than others because there are different types of writers out there. Some of you may be detailed plotters, meaning your outline is detailed from beginning to end. You know what's going to happen at the beginning, middle, all the nine yards, right? And for some of you, you may be more of a pantser. So planning is not really your thing. You just kind of go with the flow. You have some idea, but you're not so you're not so determined to have this detailed outline that just doesn't work for you. And then you may be in the middle like me, where you do have an outline and you plan, but you kind of pants a little bit too. So we have the plotter, the pantser, and then the in the between person, the planter. I'm definitely a planter. I have no problem filling out a general outline. My personal process is using Save the Cat. So that is a beat sheet that is very popular. It's used to write a lot of books and movies, and it's basically just following a formula. Once I realized that writing is another way of following a formula, that unlocked it for me because when I first started, I was very confused. Okay, how do I open up my book with a hook? Or what is the inciting incident? Or how do I you know, get a good middle plot going so it's not muddy in the middle and it gets boring? And you know, what about the climax? How do I really get it to the height at the end for readers to be so engaged in? I didn't know how to do that. So I definitely, definitely took the time to learn and I discovered that it was a method. So you're more than welcome to try that out. Save the cat. You can type that on in a simple Google search and you will see a lot of resources pop up, but find what works best for you. And if you haven't listened to the most recent podcast I did with Troy Lambert, there's also the software called Plotter. Okay. So that is going to help you. If you're interested, you can check that out. That is another way that you can look into to help you plan your novel. But I think it's a good idea to have, again, a general idea of what your story is about. And for me, how my process works, once I get an idea for a book, I go ahead and I fill out my Save the Cat outline, my beat sheets. So I know already that I'm going to have at least 15 core scenes from beginning to end, the hook, inciting incident, 
the theme of the story. I'm going to have a B story with like a subplot. There's going to be, you know, the first plot point that's going to determine whether my character is going to take action or not. There's going to be the midpoint. Are they going to have a false high or a false low? It's going to lead up to the dark night of the soul or the crisis. That's another way of putting it, particularly in fiction. And then leading all the way up to that climax, everything in your story is leading up to this climatic scene. Like this is the main point. So if you don't know that, then that's definitely something you want to look into and think about. It is good to think about your story as well. So don't feel like you have to have it all, you know, figured out at one time. If you need to take some time, take some time to think about your stories. Take some time to write some notes here and there if you want to. And before you know it, you'll have a clearer picture. But I think it's good to have a game plan in place. All right, so the second one is discover your time pockets. And what I mean by this is I teach my authors in my course, No Time Writer, about customizing their schedule. And I had one student recently say that she didn't realize the time pockets that she already had. Because we're so used to saying, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I got this going on. I got this going on. I got this going on. But what I teach my students to do is map it out, <laughs> you know, get a weekly plan sheet. I teach this in my trainings as well. Get a weekly plan sheet map out everything that you do from morning to night. For Let's say your morning starts at 5 a.m. Some may start later. And let's say you typically wind down around the evening around 7 p.m. Everybody's schedule is different. So I teach my students how to customize their schedule so they know everything that they're gonna do for the week, whether it's work hours, family time, personal time, workout time, whatever it is that you do. And then once they map out everything and they look back at that weekly plan sheet they're like wait a minute I may have some time at this spot in the morning like wow I have an hour on Monday morning didn't realize that oh wow I have a time pocket here on Tuesday on my lunch hour didn't realize that wow I actually have six time pockets on the weekend they don't know because they don't take the time to figure it out and it really doesn't take that long it really doesn't once you again map out everything and I encourage authors to do a weekly plan sheet because I don't want them to feel overwhelmed if it's monthly or yearly because I want you to experience those small wins. I tell them that I want you to experience those small wins, feel like you're getting somewhere. So take it step by step with weekly goals. See where you're at, and then you can determine. And I personally do this. That was an exercise that I practice and still practice with my own writing. And the schedule changes, so you have to be flexible. You know, a family emergency may come up, and that may throw off a time pocket. That's fine, but it's not like you don't have it plan ahead and set in place. And when those emergencies happen, you can pivot instead of like, okay, I missed it. No, you can pick it up next time on the next time pocket. So customizing your schedule really takes the guesswork out of things. And you know when you're able to write so that you can accomplish your work count. So hopefully that was freeing to some of you. The third one that is important, embrace your writer rhythm. I'm so glad I spelled rhythm right. That is one of the words that I typically misspell. So you can let me know in the comments if there's a word that you misspell no matter what. So there's a fun fact for you there. But embrace your writer rhythm. Again, it ties into customizing your schedule. Find what works best for you. If you can only write 500 words in a single session, then that's great. Don't feel pressure. We're going to talk about that later in another tip, but don't feel pressure to write this amount of words every single day without fail. I know for me, my personal writing average, and I teach my students this inside No Time Writer, how to discover your unique writing average. What does that mean? 
I know that I can typically typically write 500 to up to 1300 words in 30 to 45 minutes. I've practiced enough to know that. So now when I tackle a new writing project, I can plan ahead with my time pockets and I know, okay, I'm gonna be able to write that amount of words in this single session. And it doesn't require sitting at my laptop for three plus, three, four plus hours every single day. I'm able to get it in and move on to the next thing that I have to do, whether it's recording this podcast, whether it's writing a blog post, whether it's doing a live with my students and our private Facebook community. You know, there are other things that I need to do. So three, four plus hours staring at my laptop is not gonna work. But now that I know my unique writing rhythm, I know my writing pace, I know what to do. And that's what I teach. I teach authors to learn their writing habits, to learn their writing patterns. Sometimes you just don't know. But once you do, now you can, okay, I can piece this together. I know my time pockets. I know how many words I can write. And then you're able to determine your end goal because now you can work backwards. If your plan is to write 50,000 words in 30 days or even 60 days, you can backtrack and determine, okay, this is how many words I can write in the week with this amount of time to make that goal. So embracing your unique writing process is something that I highly, highly recommend. It is so, so, so important. It's something that I truly believe in. That has been a game changer with my writing. And it's not about you trying to write more and comparing yourself to another author because they write faster. And if you only can write 200 words, if that's your average starting out, don't worry about that. Just know that you will get better with time. Just like with anything, practice makes permanent. You're, you're exercising your writing muscles in a sense, and you will get better. It's no different than a person going back to the gym after not going to the gym for who knows how many years. You know, you're going to feel sore. You're going to feel like, okay, this is a little difficult. But as you practice and as you get better, you will discover the strengths that you possibly didn't realize that you already had. So that is the third one. The fourth one is self-explanatory, you all, but right. <laughs> right. There's no way around this unless you have other means of being able to write. There's so much technology out here. Fine. Cool. Do you? But for a lot of us, we're writing this material ourselves. So nothing's going to replace that. All right. Unless you have, again, other means of doing it, but write. Right. And I know there are days we may not feel like writing, I know I have those days too, believe it or not. When I posted that on No Time Writers Instagram, people like, not you. I'm like, yeah, like <laughs> there are days when I don't feel like writing you all. There are days where I have to push through. There are days where I feel the brain fog and I get distracted, but I know at the end of the day what my goal is and that surpasses what I may be feeling. Now, I will put a disclaimer here. I do believe in taking time to rest. I do believe in taking time to take care of yourself, recharge. Maybe it has been you know, a trying week for you. Maybe it was a trying day at work. Maybe there was a family emergency. Maybe you're going through something personally and you just need to take a step back from your manuscript. That's perfectly understandable. And I have done that just recently. And like most authors, I do have another, I was working another full-time job. And unfortunately that fell through. So here I am trying to pivot, figure out, okay, what's the next step with work as I am expanding my author business, what, what's next? So I know what it's like to feel like, okay, you know what? I need to take a break and focus on something else. But I was able to still come back to my manuscript. And I took maybe about a month, maybe a month and a half off. And that was right after I got the notes from my critique partner. She gave me the notes back on my cozy mystery book. And I saw the notes and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to edit and revise. But my brain wasn't there. 
I knew I needed to focus my attention on something else that took pr more priority at the time. So if other things are taking priority that you need to deal with, then fine. I do believe in prioritizing things, but I also believe in delegating. So if something doesn't have to be done by you, then see if you can reach out to loved ones and say, hey, you know, I have this amount of time that I'm going to be writing. Can you help with this? Or can you take on this? It's just a point of communicating. I talk about that in another video. I believe it is how to get your writing done. So you can definitely check that out, whether you're going to listen to the podcast or watch it via YouTube or Spotify. But yeah, there's no substitute for writing. So yes, take care of yourself. Don't feel like you have to keep going and going and going and burn yourself out. But you know, realize that you need those breaks too in between. You need that time. And I'm so grateful that I took the time to recharge because once I came back to my manuscript, I've been able to get over more than halfway. I think I have about five chapters left. Maybe that, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think maybe five to seven chapters left and then I'll be finished with the first round of edits. And that roughly took me a month to do. So taking that time to rest, I was that much more efficient with my time now that I'm in the revision and editing stage. So that leads into keep going. Despite the writing slumps, despite the distractions, despite the things that can come up, <laughs> keep going, I missed the G there. Keep going, keep going. Don't feel like because you didn't make the goal at the time that you thought that you have to quit, that, that in some way that means that you're a failure. We have to get out of that mindset. Things happen. <laughs> Things happen. And, let, and as I said before, take that time to rest, take that time to recharge, but keep coming back. That's really what I do. When I take that time to myself, I keep coming back and I write one more word. I edit one more page. I, I put and publish one more book. And it's so rewarding when I see the response of readers who are like, wow, I love this book. I can't wait for your next book. Your stories make me happy. One reader told me that she got distracted reading my book. Like, I, it, it was so funny because she was like, I, I'm trying to do housework. <laughs> I know I have to clean my house, but I just sat in the corner <laughs> in my comfy chair reading your book because that's how engrossed I was in. So that's what gets me through those writing slumps, realizing that my books are making impact. It's bringing quality entertainment. It's bringing peace. It's helping readers to really escape. I mean, with so much craziness in the world, you know, it's nice to just get away and just enjoy a good story, enjoy a good book. So that's what motivates me to get through those writing slumps. So find what motivates you. Find your deep why. You know, we hear that all the time, right? What's your why? But take some time to figure that out so that when you do hit those writing slumps, because I won't lie to you, you're going to hit them. You're going to hit them and you shouldn't be surprised by it. You know, just like with any runner in a marathon, you know, they're going to feel that tiredness and hit that wall. They talk about the wall when you're right there at the finish line. Same thing with writing. But I want you to, to really dig deep and see, you know, what is my why? Why do I want to do this? Why do I want to publish this book? Why can't I get the story out of my head? Discover that, hold on to it so that when you do hit those writing slumps, you can reflect back on your why. Like, you know what? Yeah, I'm feeling this way, but I'm going to keep going. I'll take time to rest if I need to, but I'm going to keep pushing through because this story needs to be written. I am going to finish. I am an action taker. I am determined to make this happen. All right. So keep going. I hope that encouraged you as well. And the last one have fun. This is just the first draft, y'all. <laughs> I think that the first draft should be the most fun that you have. 
honestly. I mean, there are other fun parts to writing. Some of you like revising, some of you like editing, some of you like, you know, the final read-throughs. But I think, honestly, too, that you should have fun with the first draft because you're not worried about getting it right. You're not worried about grammar. I'm not saying it has to be a complete, complete mess. But if it is, that's fine because it's just the first draft. It's just the first draft. That's what I was hinting to earlier, not putting so much pressure on yourself to get it right the first time. And a lot of authors feel like this has to be perfect the first time. Not so. Not so. Yes, your skills can get better. Yes, I have written cleaner first drafts, but that just comes with experience. It comes from learning from my mistakes. Even with my most recent draft, my my writing partner was like, I know you said it was a mess, but it's actually really good. I mean, I, I mean, there's really not much for me to say. I mean, yes, she gave me some notes, but she was like, I, you know, from how you described it, you know, I thought it would be a little bit more work, but honestly, you know, you have some good bones here. So that just comes with practice. But even with practice and getting better, don't expect it to be perfect the first time. And some authors put off their projects thinking it's not right. It's not right. Well, if you don't type it out, if you don't write it out, you won't know what needs to be fixed. You won't know what you may need to change and strengthen and revise and reword. You'll never know. So I'm encouraging you to just have fun in this process. Have fun, get it out of your head first, because there's a famous quote that I absolutely love. You can't edit a blank page. So put some words down and then you can determine, okay, what may need to be fixed. All right, so plan, discover your time pockets, embrace your unique writing rhythm. That is key, write, no replacing that. Keep going despite the writing slumps and then have fun. And this is what I do, you all. I help authors from all over the world use time-saving techniques to uncover and unlock their unique writing rhythm and pace so that they can write however many words they want in less time so that they can finish their first drafts and be that much closer to publishing their beloved books. So if any of these tips help you and you would like to learn more about my signature program, No Time Writer, you can click, you can click, <laughs> clink, you can click the links below and you can definitely read more about it. And I would love to have you apply if this is something that you think will be helpful to you. And I absolutely love the fact that I get to share what I have learned and I'm able to teach and help you all along the way finish your beloved stories. And like I said, it doesn't have to be perfect the first time around. So let's just, let's just get out of your head first, all right? So thank you all once again for tuning in, whether you were watching or if you were listening via the podcast but thank you all so much this will be the last podcast episode of 2022 so happy new year in advance <laughs> and i will see you in the new year with more writing in the making episodes so remember if you wrote a book it is already unique because you wrote it and no one can write a book like you so God bless, stay safe, happy new year, and I will talk to you all in 2023. Bye.